Water dripping from the ceiling into toilets or through light fixtures, leaving this mess behind throughout the entire suite. This owner's apartment was without heat for four months after the heat and cooling system in the ceiling ruptured. This is not my fault. All I did is I just paid 1.3 million for this unit. That's right, 1.3 million. He and owners have had enough. It's not what we bought. It, we've basically been lied to. Lawyers say it's a first for Vancouver real estate. So many people, 62, wanting out of so many buildings, five in total. In 1986, Vancouver, Canada completed 100 years. It's centennial year. A city which was up until that time considered sleepy suddenly was at the center of everything. Something happened in 1986 that changed how people saw Vancouver. And that change was Expo 86. The Expo brought Vancouver to center stage, but along with that, it also brought with it decades-long headache for residents of this West Coast city. What was that headache? Leaky condo crisis. I am Ankur Sharma with Mukta Goyal and you are listening to the News Park. Hey Mukta, how are you? I'm good, how about you? I'm doing great. Uh, so Mukta, when we were discussing the topics to discuss about in this podcast, we came up with this leaky condo crisis and you being a lawyer immediately showed your interest in this. I understand that you live in a condo which happens to be in downtown Vancouver, pretty close to the areas we're going to discuss today. But was there any other reason you got so excited to talk about and discuss this topic? I've been hearing a lot lately about the term leaky condos. So when this topic came up, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Also, lately with all the rain and weird weather around the West Coast, this term started popping a lot in the news. Mm-hmm. So I did a little bit of research and found out how big the situation was and still is, even after decades of it being discovered. One thing that I kept hearing while doing my research on this crisis was Expo 86, which you also talked about in the introduction. So first, do you want to explain that to our listeners? Sure. Expo 86 was like a world fair that happened this in the year, you guessed it, 1986. It was a great exposition that marked Vancouver's 100 years. Many countries from around the world came to Vancouver with their exhibits, and it was a huge success. I would say this was the boom that this city actually needed at that time, to invite more investments and talent. Yeah, I read that there were a lot of prominent people that came to this expo. And it was inaugurated by Prince Charles, well, now King Charles III, and Princess Diana. It is a full house under the domed roof of Vancouver's BC Play Stadium. Prince Charles and Diana join 54,000 invited guests and 7,200 performers for the opening ceremonies of Expo 86. One day that stands out for me is the opening ceremonies when we didn't know whether it was going to be a success or not. And then, of course, the closing ceremonies when, uh, when we knew that we'd had a successful fair. Yep, that's true. Well, their visit led to a very famous controversy as well, but let's not discuss that here. <laughs> this expo was, in fact, a big success for Vancouver. After this, there were great projects that came up, like the famous SkyTrain, BC Place Stadium, and Canada Place. 
all these famous places which are now like identities of Vancouver were a direct result of this expo. The thing I remember about expo was getting on the SkyTrain in Burnaby at the Central Park tr- station, which I couldn't believe how space age it was getting on this train that was over the city. Vancouver became the center of attention for all major investors, especially among Asians. But it also brought with it the leaky condom. You want to talk about that like how it all began? Yeah, so leaky condo crisis is a real housing crisis that occurred in the lower mainland and Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. In this crisis, the condos were made out of a poor building design with flat walls made using an unbreathable low quality material called stucco. Mm-hmm. So the stucco material traps water inside the walls and makes the building uninhabitable. And since you talked about Expo 86, Such a building style in fact originated during this expo welfare as big agent companies were investing a lot in Vancouver undergoing massive construction employing a lot of labor but then they had to save on something you know hmm. to economize so they saved on the construction material cost and just went with the style of architecture So why is there a problem with such a design? I'm pretty sure that this was not the first place to test out these kind of designs, right? Yeah, the design per se is not a problem. This design is in fact taken from the Los Angeles, California style of architecture and applied as it is to the Vancouver market. Those are two very different places, eh? Exactly. California is basically a desert. So rain and moisture were not a problem there. But applying the same architectural design in British Columbia turned out to be a mistake as Vancouver is typically a rainforest. Mm. Due to constant rainfall in BC, moisture built up, never got a chance to escape. Even when you expect the moisture to dry out during summers, it just wouldn't mm. because it's always raining in BC, making the buildings rot, rust, decay and mold. Yes, I've heard that you can literally call Vancouver a rainforest, not a city, because to be classified as a temperate rainforest, a forest must receive at least 140 centimeters of rain a year. And how much do we receive? Uh, around 146? Yes, 146 centimeters. So we are actually living in a rainforest. Then it makes sense that the design did not work in BC. Um how big was this crisis? Well, this crisis is said to be the most expensive and most costly reconstruction in Canadian history. Mm. People faced a huge repair cost, lost their savings, went bankrupt, and just abandoned their properties. Well, I did go to two lawyers. They both told me, "Nick, don't throw good money at bad money." Um, they advised me to declare bankruptcy and try to walk away, cut your losses, you know, rent, save some money. But I realized, you know, I'm here. I don't want to lose my car, credit card, have to you know change different things. The news was filled with all sort of stories like in the 90s you could buy a condo for let's say $90,000 and after 2 years you realize that they have major water leaks and the cost of repairs is more than $200,000. Wow, that's more than double. Yeah, the actual figures are even shocking. An estimate 4 billion dollars in damage occurred in BC to over 900 buildings mm. and 31,000 units built between the late 1980s and the early 2000s. Literally hundreds of lawsuits were filed, some involving as many as 30 parties. Well, I can just say the volume of leaky condos litigation was nothing but overwhelming. 1980s to early 2000s. That's the timeline that is directly in sync with the expo we discussed earlier. Yeah, that's how it all began. 
lack of proper planning and you know the urge to do development without realizing what problems it might lead to so what did the developers do to handle it to respond to this crisis condo developers offered a warranty program but it was soon cancelled why did they cancel it like i said this was the most expensive crisis in the canadian housing market so the developers quickly found that they didn't have the resources to support all those affected the developer maintains no fault pointing out the building past inspection no problems but after years of leaks the condo board began substantial repairs last summer at a cost of 4 million dollars we had to basically strip off the entire enclosure the entire cladding all the uh, stucco all the roofing all the flashing oh and what about the bc government did they do anything at all for this the bc government did step in with interest free loans to affected homeowners in 1998 bc set up a 250 million dollar fund to help some people cover the cost of repairing leaks in their condos Mm-hmm. This loan program ran for 11 years but it was cancelled in 2009 leaving homeowners to finance repairs either on their own or through their strata corporations and you know what if you by any chance meet a homeowner who faced this crisis you'll notice their anger and they would criticize the government for killing the interest free loan mm. so basically everybody ended up in the courts yes or mediation and settlement All sides knew that litigating these extraordinary complex lawsuits is going to be expensive and risky. Accordingly, you know, once the parties analyzed their respective risks involved, factored in the cost of litigation, then everybody agreed that negotiated settlement is the most peaceful way out. And by taking just about the litigation costs involved, we are forgetting how unsafe it must be living in such condos. Moles can start to develop on surfaces just within 24 to 48 hours of water exposure, and imagine these condos could never got the chance to dry up. How difficult and disgusting these condos must look! I can't even imagine. Exposure to damp and moldy environments can actually cause a variety of health effects, and I've heard that some people are even sensitive to moles. Yes, I know people who get stuffy nose, wheezing, red or itchy eyes or skin when exposed to mold. and some people such as those with allergies to molds or with asthma may have more intense reactions hmm okay uh, let's move on to the present do you feel buyers right now need to be cautious of leaky condos uh, what can they do on their part to not be a victim of this crisis the cost of purchasing a leaky condo with ongoing structural issues is gigantic and you obviously don't want to do that if you have any doubts about whether the condo is leaky or not You'll most definitely want to have a certified home inspector mm-hmm. check the place out for you. Afternoon, Vancouver City Councilors became the first municipal politicians in Canada to tackle the leaky condo issue. They approved in principle bylaws requiring stricter control of materials used to cover condos in our rainy climate. They also want provincially certified specialists to inspect the work rather than city or private inspectors. According to me, a home inspection will be the cheapest insurance against buying a leaky condo but that costs money as well what do you think would be the cost of a home inspection i think it depends upon the size of the house but i don't think it should be more than 400ish dollars at max mm-hmm. which is much cheaper than fixing a leaky condo itself right 
In fact, after this leaky condo situation, rain screening became a requirement in Vancouver in 1996 for all buildings. Uh, rain screen now, what exactly is that? Rain screen, basically in simpler terms, it is an exterior wall design that shields the interior wall of the building through an air cavity in between. This air cavity allows the water to escape and protects the inner walls. Mm-hmm. So, if your building hasn't been rain screened, the process of removing the stucco and rain screening can actually cost the strata a few million dollars. Oh. So, rain screening is one of the things buyers should always check as it should be included within the purchase price of your property. And I've also heard that the hut style roof structures that we see on condo buildings are actually to protect leach- leakage. Is that true? Yup, and those hut-like structures that you're talking about are actually called overhangs. Mm. They act as umbrella on the building to ensure rain does not contact the weak points of the building. They do not allow any moisture build-up or buildings to rot. So do check for those. But not all buildings have those. How can a buyer know what step has the building taken to make sure that this problem does not happen? Yes, as a layman, it is hard to spot a rain screen or overhangs. But what buyers can do and should do is to go through all the Strata Council meeting minutes. Mm -hmm. Those minutes will give you a clear indication of the Strata's past, present and future work on the building. Maybe your Strata have had engineering reports or depreciation reports done. So check those as well. Mm -hmm. While reading through these documents, pay special attention to any discussions over leaks, water ingress, water damage, or maybe moisture issues. So basically reading the minutes would reveal all the secrets of the building. Right. Amazing. Uh, Anything else that you want to add? I guess some education and awareness is what is most needed. Mm -hmm. Like in 1999, the 2510 rule came into place for new constructions. Mm -hmm. So you got a two years warranty on materials, labor, plumbing, heating. Then five years warranty covers building defects which includes the things we are discussing now. Mm -hmm. So water leakage, foundation damage, roofing, and then 10 years warranties for major structural defects. So what I'm trying to say is that there are remedies or recourse available. So be aware of the laws in place for you and the recourse you can have in times like these. Great. That's a lot of information one has to keep in mind. But I guess it's better to do that rather than spending all your life saving on a problem that was completely avoidable. Exactly. Well, thanks Mukda for sharing all this information with us and I hope this was helpful for our listeners. If we search Leaky Condo Vancouver on Google, we get more than 400,000 results. All these spanning from early 2000s to 2022. Although now Vancouver has moved on to better building materials and technology, The ones who got sucked into this black hole of leaky condo in early 2000s are still suffering. This is a buyer's market, but that does not mean that you can close your eyes and just focus on the price. One has to be more diligent than ever now to make sure you invest your savings on a property that will stay with you for a very long time. This episode was produced by Ankur, written and edited by Mukta. Thank you for listening. See you next time.